everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chapter Brothers. My name is Nick Ackerman, and my name is Kevin Ackerman. And today we're gonna we're gonna finish the Slow Mutants. Yay! Um, I mean, oh, I, I say I say yay. Though though it was very heavy. Very heavy. Very we'll heavy. To, oh. we'll, <laughs> we'll get to the end in a minute. In due time. Um, yes. Before we do that, it, it's it's time for the Stephen King trivia. Dun da da da. Um. Kev, I just have one very basic question for you today. All right. And I wonder if, if you know the answer to this, because um, it is. Who is, is... So I'm sticking with the stand here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're still in the stand. Uh, who's Stephen King's favorite character? Ooh. I, I've, I've read this in a couple different places, that like this one character was Stephen King's favorite. I gotta say Franny Goldsmith. Ooh, it's a good guess because it's one of my favorites. Um, Lloyd. 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 Really? Huh. Uh, every, everywhere I see is Stephen King's favorite character is Lloyd, who is actually an interesting character if you think yeah, about it. You definitely. Know? Kind of the growth and change and arc that he goes through. So. Indeed. Starts <laughs> off as a, a guy in jail with uh, doing everything that he can to survive by just eating the leg of his cellmate. Uh, and then, oh, God. or actually, no, it wasn't even his cellmate. It was the guy in the cell next to his that he had to, like, had you know, to, figure out some way so to, like, hungry. pull his, yep. like, dead body closer to him. Like, oh, man. Uh, and then he becomes, oh, you know, the right hand man of the, the, the big bad guy. And oof, yep. it's the, it, the it, other man in black. Is that what they called? Or the walking man? Walking dude. Walking dude. And what did they call the, the, the sickness again? Or did we talk about that last uh, week? It, was called the, it, is, uh, it, it has a bunch of different names. It's either I, Cap, I know Captain Trips, uh, Super Flu, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Project Blue was the American military name for it. Uh, I think those are the three main ones. Uh, no, in the Midwest, yes. it's called uh, Tube Neck because it like expands out your, your lymph nodes so bad that your neck mm. b- like balloons to like the full width of your head. Yeah, it's just a... a regional differences for the same disease. Yeah. I um, mean, anything that uh, kills what, what, off, anything that kills off the entire country in the span of like a few weeks is it's not going to get like one unified name. Yeah, exactly. It's like something happened and we all died. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it released in some country? Was it China? No, no. Was it, or was it the U S I'm trying to remember back to the book. I, I don't, because there was that one guy who like ran out and tried to like, keep it stuck there but like he had already oh i, I forget where the virus was released it was you know? no it originally came from the u.s yes in nevada oh it was the u.s yes and even like even then after like it basically went all over the place in the u.s the u.s government decided to send like people with vials of the super flu to the other countries because they were like yeah share and share alike let's kill the entire planet why not Oh my gosh! Terrible. Yeah, uh, uh, we we could save our our discussion for the stands for indeed. another uh, podcast because that's an awesome book. Oh yeah, and I think I'll probably move on to to the next book next week. But man, stand true. Is so good. We don't want to get we don't <laughs> want to get any information that's that far past like you know section one. So, well, that's that's the other thing. I, I didn't want to like do any spoilers in these Stephen King trivia's. So it's, it's always just like, what's the name of this character? Or right. Like you know and. We'll just leave it at that. 
Okay, um, so we are moving on. Uh, and this is section 13, Kevin? Section 13, the final section. The unlucky section. Ooh. See, 13 is my favorite number because people think it's unlucky. Me too, <laughs> also because I was born on the 13th, so... You were born on the 13th. I was born on the 12th, hmm. so maybe 12 should have been my favorite. Oh, well. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but it was always my number in baseball and football and stuff. I was hmm. always number 13. Nice. Um, <clears throat> all right, so this is from the original. The sound of the river had become very loud, filling even their dreams with its steady thunder. The gunslinger, more as a whim than anything else, let the boy pump them ahead while he shot a number of arrows into the dark, tethered by fine white lengths of thread. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm just going to uh, paraphrase the rest of this, but like he's pretty much shooting with this toy. Bow uh, I mean, that he found. like it either could be just a straight up toy or it could have been like, you know, a sport, uh, sport authority type uh, store where, you know, they might have like, Hunting rifles that aren't for, like, serious hunting that are just sort of like, I mean, hunting uh, bows and arrows that aren't for serious hunting that are just sort of like, uh, what do you call, archery and stuff like that, but aren't necessarily designed for, for like, hunting animals or anything. But no matter the case, uh, Roland is definitely going to be looking down on whatever these bows and arrows are. Yeah. Well, what got me thinking that it wasn't a toy is that he could actually shoot it True. 100 yards. So, so like yeah. that's a, a serious bow that's able to do that. Exactly. That's um, what also made me made me think that okay, maybe it's not literally like a child's little plastic bow and arrow. Maybe it's just sort of like a you know uh, like archery tournament type uh, bow. But I mean, also there's the fact that it's been in this uh, ancient subway station for who knows how long. So probably wasn't uh, you know uh, you know deteriorated over time. Exactly, or, or desiccated, really, just dry. Just like the uh, the zombie that he saw that just crumbled at, at, at the touching it. So exactly. I'm sure this bow didn't survive too well, but it, it did because he could shoot it. He and can he was, shoot it. Yeah, it's, it doesn't and, seem and like it he's goes very far. Back. Yeah, true. Uh, there are a couple of changes so far just in that first little paragraph. Uh, so he took out the word steady for steady thunder, and he just called uh, the sound of the river is filling their dreams with its thunder. And then, let's see, he, he doubles down on it, uh, saying that he let the boy pump ahead while he shot a number of the bad arrows. And then we've mm. got a grammatical change that just... It's one of those things that's, like, technically right, but it just sounds wrong. The way he says, he shot a number of the bad arrows tethered by uh, fine white lengths of thread into the dark. And, like, mm. I mean, I'm sure that's what it's supposed to be, but you, you shoot arrows into the dark tethered by thread. You don't shoot arrows tethered by thread into the dark. Or, I don't know, maybe it sounds more right now that I'm saying it out loud. Hmm. Yeah, it right. might be one of those things it, that, it, like... Just shoot, yeah. shooting an arrow with a string behind it so you exactly. can get it back, you know? Which is always my question. I I, I love this logistical thing, you know? It's like, to, to be a bowman and sh constantly shooting arrows is you're running out of uh, ammo all right. the time. So it's good to be like, oh, I'm going to pull these back. Like, Legolas, it always gets me thinking. It's like, what, do you have an infinite quiver there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that's a thing in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, an efficient quiver or whatever, but uh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, Legolas, uh, like, as everybody else is just hiding, cowering in Helm's Deep, uh, Legolas is just creating arrow after arrow after arrow. 
he's not only shooting them, he's making them. He, that's what I think. I think he's creating them. Like every like every so oh. often, as he's going past a forest, he's just chopping down like tree branches and carrying a whole bunch just to create arrows mm. uh, in the background somewhere. It's very interesting. Uh, okay, so so from start to finish, how long do you think it would take to make an arrow? First of all, you need oh. like feathers, right? For the for the flights of the, the gun. Yeah, for the fletching. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't fletching, know. Fletching. That's the word. Hmm. I mean, if it you're takes like a couple hours, true. I mean, for one arrow, I don't think so. I think if he's got some sort of like uh, some kind of like, you know, once you can like kind of strip it down to the right size, maybe he's got some sort of like a, a circular like uh, like a metal thing that he can sort of just trim it down and kind of shave it or whatever. And he's got maybe some like sandpaper and stuff. And then but really, the question is the arrowheads, because those can't be created mm. so much on the fly. I don't know. Well, I mean, what are the some sort of metal that you're making into a point? Exactly. You know. Um. Yeah, that's that's the hard part. Is, hmm. I feel like the fletchings is easier than than metal head, but I would knows? think, yeah, because <laughs> if you, for that, all you got to do is kind of just sort of stick the the feathers into the back. It like what is it? Is it is it a uh like uh what is it? North, yeah. south, east, west, kind of it's at a, 90 degree angles, or is that how it goes? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a, like a cross section. Yeah. Um, well, have you ever seen the end of a dart? Yes. You know, where, where you stick the... So it's the same deal with a arrow, an, mm. an arrow as well, is, is you're sticking them in, and they are, you know, at those... Well, now that I'm thinking about it, because I did used to do archery. Um, oh, really? Back at a summer camp I worked at. I was, I was pretty good at it. Nice. Shocking. Nick Nick was good at something that involved <laughs> aiming. <laughs> but Hey, um, don't devalue your strengths. <laughs> I'm thinking of those fletchings and I don't think they I think they were they came off just on one side. Or, Interesting. or two sides, you know what I mean? Like like at, at the mm, I'd have to look at it again. Hmm. Wow, my memory is poor. True. Poor, poor memory. Hmm. <laughs> Point being uh, movies are unrealistic. Yes, exactly. So he's shooting these arrows. Well, mm. one of them came back wet. So I think True. what that's telling us is like we're getting close to the river, right? Right. It's at the very least. It's well, as long other, as the string that he uh, shot it out of. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I was thinking, I was like, he's just shooting these because they just passed the, the slow muties, right? Who were <laughs> kind of taking. So maybe he's just firing these off to be like. Mm. I don't know what's out there in the darkness. And, exactly. Uh, if I if I could take one down with this arrow, good. Or also, <laughs> so he might just what, be yeah. like arrow fishing. That if if he shoots the arrow off and something grabs it, he knows there's something out there that's grabbing things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, must have been terrifying. Oh yeah. Good lord. And that pure darkness, yeah. But apparently, <laughs> not totally pure. Uh. Actually, wait. Before we get into that, um, the the chapter, the section that you summarized, there's a couple of added words here and there that aren't super important. The bow the, was the, the bow was exactly I, I yeah. yeah. The bow was also very bad. The original just says the bow was very bad. So in the new version, it says the gunslinger knew nothing would improve it. Uh, yeah, in the original, it says the gunslinger knew very little would improve it. So he's even more pessimistic at this point. Uh, <laughs> And then, let's see. The original, it says, the boy only shrugged when the boy asked him how far. And then the new version, it says, boy asked him how far to the water. So, and then a change. uh, To the water. Exactly. There's a lot of clarifying things. There's a lot of clarifying things that are put into the new edition that, like, are left unsaid in the original. Like, wait, what's going on? Mm. What's the problem? So, 
they're on this track. They're heading towards a massive bridge that is uh, traversing the river. Correct. So it's just good to get a little bit of uh, uh, clarification there. Well, here I'm not so sure either because, well, we'll we'll see when we get there. But uh, the one last thing that was changed was in the original it says uh, it couldn't be more than 100 yards from the bow. uh, And in the new version it says couldn't have traveled uh, more than 60 yards. So whatever. Yeah. I could throw a football 60 yards, Kevin. So just... I used to be able to throw football that far. Mm. So, like, it's not that far of a distance is what I'm saying. Exactly. This is we're talking barely over half a football field that like, you know, a bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. It should should be able to get like way, way, way longer, like 300 feet. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, that's 100 yards. Like arch back. And that's what always amazes me about Viking funerals is like, I want you to like (laughs) shoot this thing from way far away. Hmm. Oh, that's that, that's tough to do. But that's the you know the what arch- archers are for. Their their whole thing is just being able to line up the shot exactly. So for them, it's probably not as hard mm-hmm. as it would be for a layman like us. But yeah, let's see. Sharpshooters are amazing. Yes, they are indeed. Uh, and, and, and then count for the wind and gravity. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You have to shoot slightly above where you're pointed towards, like even laser sights, like you're not pointing the laser and you're shooting exactly there. You have to uh, like shoot, go slightly like above for to account for gravity or to the left or right to account for wind. So I feel like a laser sight wouldn't even be mm-hmm. as exactly accurate as one would think. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. Uh, and still the river's thunder grew louder, closer. Uh, uh, can we go up to that? Yeah. And then in the original, it said, and still the Ooh, sound. Sorry, grew I was reading, louder. that was from the new one. Yeah. 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 And still the sound grew louder. Mm. Well, and, and again, that's just just another clarification. We're talking about the rivers. The rivers sound, thunder. Yeah. The sound of, I don't know. Not the sound of. Their hearts beating. Yeah. Not, because that's what I was thinking this whole time. It's like, this is really a tense section. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know? I mean, it's been tense the whole time in this dark tunnel, but like. And still the sound grew louder. It's like, ooh, is that their hearts beating? Or yeah. No, it's the, the sound of it's Roland uh, oh, yeah. you know, shooting off his bow and arrow or something. I don't know. But no, yes, the sound of the river grew, grew louder and closer. Um, do you want to read one? I mean, at this point, I feel like we can kind of keep sort of summarizing forward um, until we get to the more important stuff. So yeah, the the third period of waking, um, they started to see this like glow around them. And then uh, in the original, it says uh, they'd entered uh, a long tunnel of some weird phosphorescent rock and the wet walls glittered and twinkled with thousands of minute starbursts. And then the new version they add in, the boy called them fossils. So there's some sort of phos- phosphorescent yeah, fossils, yeah. That. So that's kind of cool. Uh, fossils. fossils. It's just to add a little bit of uh, fantasy elements. Like this is a different world, and the boy called them fossils. That that's weird because he's based in our world. But right? since we're in Roland's point of view, it seems like Roland is misunder mishearing what what Jake is saying. Like maybe Jake is saying fossil, and Roland is just saying fossil. What's a fossil? Oh, you're right. See, I always forget, like, our unreliable narrator is just hearing what Jake is saying, but is not omniscient to all Precise. things. So, what's a fossil? Yeah. So. Foss- it was saying fossil? F-O-S-S-I-L? Uh, like, no, it said F-O-T hyphen S-U-L. No, no, I see that's how it's spelt, hmm. but uh, 
what to, what was Jake actually? That's said, what I like, assumed. Was the, he was, he was, just calling, he was like, calling them phos- phosphorescent? Yeah, things. fossils. That's the let's see the hmm. glittered and twinkled with thousands of minute starbursts. So maybe they're little, uh, you know, ancient uh, marine wildlife that still has some phosphorescence in there. A bunch of geodes. Exactly. Could be. Know? Like those will glow in the dark mm-hmm. as well. well. Anyway, uh, but I, I like the next line. Uh, they saw things in a kind of eerie horror house surrealty. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. The, it, you're yeah. in this point yeah, just where. Moving on. But exactly. Like... <laughs> so, yeah. La, yada, yada. The sound of the water is louder and louder. Uh, the, the tracks arrowed through the new light. To the gunslinger, the clumps of fossils uh, looked like the caps- captive tubes of swamp gas, sometimes sold for a pretty at the Feast of Reaptide Fair. To the boy, they looked like endless streamers of neon tubing. But in its glow, they could both see that the rock that had enclosed them so long ended up ahead in ragged twin peninsulas that pointed toward a gulf of darkness, the chasm over the river. So we've got a few changes in there. Yeah, that was from the new version. Uh, in the original, it just says the arrow, the tracks arrowed straight ahead in the new light uh, to the gunslinger. They look like the captive tubes of took out the clumps of fossils. And also in the original, it says the Feast of Joseph fair time, as opposed to the Feast of Reaptide fair. So I feel like the, the whole reap thing uh, that's been kind of established is basically I think reap is fall more or less like. When you're kind of after you're, you've harvested everything, you're reaping the yeah, harvesting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, some, uh, we've talked about that before. The, the yeah, reap, exactly. Right. So and uh, the the Kamala was that also during reap? Or no? I they dance think the Kamala. So. Kamala. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It. I constantly go back and forth. <laughs> uh, I think I say uh, Kamala. Uh, no, Kamala. Kamala. I don't know. It's. Uh, well, point is, is is that during Reap Tide um, when they dance? It's confusing. That? I'll put it this way, because uh, I think okay. Kamala kind of means rice, so it's sort of like a rice harvest. I'm not quite 100 percent positive about that, but we'll see. Oh, we'll see right. if we if we get a few books later. Uh, so, th- uh, but th- there's. Something up, Something ahead, up ahead, and now that they, they, they need to, to fig, figure exactly. it out. So, as we're just trying to imagine, like, the uh, physical layout of what's going on ahead of us. So, we've got, there is, let's see, the rock that enclosed them for so long ended up ahead in ragged twin peninsulas that pointed toward a gulf in the darkness, the chasm over the river. So... I'm trying to imagine, like, you you, t- you said that there was a, like, basically, they were going on a bridge over the river. And That's what I'm imagining, yeah. Because I'm trying to think, like, so then what are these ragged twin peninsulas? Is it, like, sort of the... It, this uh, is the, the, the... When you look at a bridge as you're approaching it, um, the peninsulas are, are the, the towers that are supporting it? Or... Mm, or could be. Another thing could be is... Um, because he does mention at some point like a pier that's reaching out, so like right, yeah. So it's so like in the very beginning of of the bridge that they're about to get to. Um, there's s- some land on either side, but it it's a peninsula because it ends. Correct. You know? yeah, yeah, kind of poking out. Yeah. 
So I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, the I guess the tracks would be sort of between that peninsula and kind of going up towards uh, whatever the, the exit. Yeah. And the river and, is going uh, sideways but underneath of it? Or have they been over the river this entire time, or are they approaching the river? I, I, I to... think they've, they've been next to the river the whole time. Okay. Um, but now... I guess the river turns, and now they're crossing the river, which is very deep beneath them. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Cool. Because I was, uh, I I never really kind of worried about it. I was just like, all right, they're on a train. They're following the track. They're going forward. But this time I'm trying to really physically imagine what it kind of looks like. So, yeah. What the heck is going on here? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Sheesh. Russian. You ever go whitewater rafting, Kevin? Uh, maybe not white water, or but I've definitely gone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely gone, uh, I don't know if it was canoeing, but it was just me and, uh, Rob, our brother-in-law in, uh, like, I guess it was a canoe. Yeah. We both, we had like, we had paddles and it was a long, like pointy little boat. So yeah, I guess you would call that a yeah. canoe. Well, the only reason I brought it up is, is rivers are strong and, oh, yeah. and a little scary in many yep. ways. You know, you have to respect the, the power of nature and mm. that kind of thing. So. <laughs> um, I, I do want to read this one little paragraph and then move on to to the dialogue. Um, the, the tracks continued out and over the unknowable drop, supported by a trestle, eons old, Eon, eons old, eons. and beyond what seemed an eons. Yeah, it's just it's weird. It's a e o n s, but super old. But anyway. Hmm. Um, Supported by a trestle eons old, and beyond what seemed an incredible distance was a tiny pinprick of light. Not phosphorescence or fluorescence, but the hard, true light of day. It was as tiny as a needle prick in a dark cloth, yet weighted with a frightful meaning. Mm. Stop, the boy said. Stop for a minute, please. So we'll stop there, too. Mm. (laughs) Um, I, I just wanted to read that part because this is their first glimpse of true light. True daylight, yeah. a very yeah. long time, yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's, a, it's such an inversion of the usual kind of the, the light at the end of the tunnel is a good thing, whereas now the two of them see daylight outside and Jake is just filled with dread. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, he let the hand cars um, close to a rest. Um, For the first time, he felt a claustrophobic hand touch him, and the urge to get out, to get free of this living burial, was strong and nearly undeniable. Mm. We'll go through, the boy said. Is that what he wants? For us to drive the handcar out over that? And fall down? (laughs) The gunslinger knew it was not, but said, I don't know what he wants. We're close now. Can't we walk? So... They decide to abandon the handcar at this point, which is probably a exactly. good idea. <laughs> oh, actually, huh? Let me. There was something there that I forgot. Yeah. Uh, so there were a few changes in that little section. Uh, uh, let the co- handcar coast to a stop instead of coasting to a rest. And then, because I guess nobody else is really going to be using this handcar for the foreseeable future, so it's it's just full on <laughs> stopped. Uh, and then, uh, instead of saying, we'll go through the new version, it says, we'll go on. Is that what he wants? And then, uh, actually it takes out the part where Jake says, we're close now. Can't we walk? Uh, or is the gunslinger saying that now? I'm not really sure because they don't attribute it to either one. 
But either way, that part oh, is yeah. red change. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that it's, um, well, so they just took out, we're close now. Can't we walk? I, I, I had a feeling that Jake said that. Yeah, I walk? think so. Like, since it's separated by yeah well the funny thing is it's like jake is the only one who's like worried about the peril ahead and the gunslinger roland is just like well we just have to keep going yeah (laughs) and like he's not being careful (laughs) no jake is the only one who's like okay well we'll get to that in a minute but jake ends up going first right yeah so, yada yada, they go forward, Gunslinger drops to his knees and peered down. Uh, he could dimly make out a complex, nearly incredible webwork of steel girders and struts, disappearing down toward the ra- roar of the river, all in support of the graceful arch of the tracks across the void. So, mm. basically, we are seeing, like, the, the metal kind of struts and girders and whatnots that are supporting this really, really high bridge. Have you ever have you ever built a bridge, Kevin? And like, well, I have not, not a real bridge, but like in STEM class or something, like with balsa nah. wood or whatever. Oh no, no, it's fun. No, nah. uh, uh, yeah, my physics classes never really got that far. Like, I think I only took uh, physics one in high school. So the most we ever, I mean, we might have done the egg drop thing, but I don't even think we did that. <laughs> so building bridges is a lot of. F- fun to do from an engineering standpoint and as i was reading this i I was thinking about all those like like this reminds me of like a a kind of a cantilever bridge um Mm. like he's saying there's lots of angles and um girders like the one that uh, what's that one kevin where you, you drive from um into jersey city um um the pulaski skyway the Pulaski Skyway is exactly yeah. what I'm thinking about. As I'm reading this, I'm thinking about the Pulaski Skyway, nice. <laughs> except inside and you know in darkness. Mm. But uh, it's just this massive uh, girder, like wrought iron, and <laughs> well, he gets reminded. Well, here we go. Um, do 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 do. Can I? In his mind's eye, he could imagine the work of time and water on the steel in deadly tandem. How much support was left? Little? Hardly any? None? He suddenly saw the face of the mummy again, and the way the flesh, seemingly solid, had crumbled effortlessly to powder at the bare touch of, at the bare touch of his finger. So he's thinking that this is not a safe bridge. <laughs> no. Not even close. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, to be fair, steel definitely has uh, is much more long-lived than human flesh, so... Uh, definitely is more likely to have held up, but still, just if, say, like, you know, a person as compared to a piece of steel, the, the it's got to be similarly a than a person? <laughs> brought down. No, I'm saying if if a person it goes from, you know, like uh, a piece of meat down to just a piece of paper that's just dissolving instantly, then a, a piece of steel has to go down a... Uh, this by the same degree, at least, you know, maybe not to the same end result, but it's definitely going to have decayed by the same amount is what I'm saying. Or at yeah. least a similar uh, amount. Yeah. Well, mm, organic matter is going to break down a lot faster than metal. True. Or, but the metal down close to the water is going to break down a lot closer than the dry guy in the subway station. Yeah. Well, and he also says in a minute, um, and, and we'll get to it, but, uh, um, he felt fresh air on his face and like it, it, and the rust on the metal and 
so that oxidation is occurring and it's also weak like it's, it's mm. just get, giving me this sense of dread like we should not cross this bridge <laughs> it's almost exactly. like the end of uh indiana jones and the temple of doom where you're like oh this bridge doesn't look good <laughs> not at all yeah let's be careful <laughs> <laughs> seriously so just a couple of minor changes in there uh the flesh seemingly solid had crumbled to powder at the effortless touch of his finger. So yet again, he's crossing off those adverbs. Uh, <laughs> so he moved effortlessly uh, into uh, effortless a little watching bit later. Those, watching those Swifties, right? <laughs> watching the Swifties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and then next thing he says is uh, and the original, he says, we'll walk. The new version, he says, we'll walk now. Uh so, and then we've got a little bit of like just little kid fearlessness. Like, I feel like when you or I were like 11 years old and we were like climbing on things, we the two of us would definitely have just been like, you know, jumping on forward and like the what is it, the, the ropes at Sesame Place where you're just sort of like, you know, climbing yeah. your way across. Yeah, yeah the cargo uh, nets <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he half expected the boy to balk again, but he preceded the gunslinger out onto the rails, crossing on the wel- welded steel slats calmly with sure feet. The gunslinger followed him out onto the chasm, ready to catch him if Jake should put a foot wrong. And mm. so, so right, right there, but before you move on, that that was yeah. that was something I, I was like, oh, like he, he's caring for him, like he. <sighs> but hmm. anyway exactly uh, <laughs> the, the boy walked forward but jake uh roland the gunslinger was ready to catch him if jake should fall so you yeah. can tell instantly how the way that he feels about jake by what he refers to him as like he's gonna protect him he will protect jake but uh like as like he's just watching like just little boy fearlessness just walking on forward and gunslinger mm-hmm. is like i'm gonna catch him if jake falls so yeah. I, I just love the the way that stephen king is consistent about that yeah well it's also like you know um <laughs> Watching a toddler learn to walk for the first time, like, or, or, or riding a bike is something you said earlier in one of our first episodes was like, uh, you're, you're just standing right behind them. Be like, I want you to do this on your own, but I'm also nervous that you'll fall. Yeah. And, I don't want uh, you to get hurt. Uh-huh. Oh, let's see. Uh, The gunslinger felt a fine slick of sweat cover his skin. The trestle was rotten, very rotten. It thrummed beneath his feet with the heady motion of the river far beneath, swaying a little on unseen guy wires. We're acrobats, he thought. Look, mother, no net. I'm flying. He knelt once and examined the cross ties they were walking on. They were caked and pitted with rust. He could feel the reason on his face. Fresh air. The friend of of corruption. Very close to the surface now. And a strong blow of the fist made the metal quiver sickly. Once he heard a warning groan beneath his feet and felt the steel settle preparatory to giving way. But he had already moved on. Uh, Kevin, I am. So, like, this is, like, tense. Very tense. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He is ratcheting up the tension. Yeah, it's just getting, like, you're feeling, like, not only, like, exactly what what he said before, that he hadn't felt any uh, claustrophobia up until this point, where because you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, you're just like, I need to get out, gotta get out, gotta get out. And you just, you feel that, like, sort of just the the reptilian brain uh, just wants just to get out as fast as you can. Can, yeah. <laughs> Go Olympic system. Fighter flights. <laughs> exactly, yes. The medulla oblongata. Uh, so, or is that the, the brainstem? I forget. 
one of the two. But yeah. um, <clears throat> before we go too far, there was one a couple of things that were cut out there. Uh, uh, but he preceded the gunslinger out onto the rails pre- instead of preceded the gunslinger um, calmly out onto the rails again, crossing off those adverbs. And then there is one sentence that was removed where it says they left the hand car behind them and walked precariously out over darkness. So I feel like you can kind of assume that if they're walking out, they obviously leave the hand car behind them. So uh I, I feel like that's kind of a, a good subtraction, just to keep it a little bit more, keep the focus on them instead of turning back to look at this hand car that's just going to be left behind. Uh, I think it's it's almost like you know leaving Bill the Pony behind at, at Moria. It's like uh, this thing has served us, but it can't serve us any longer. So exactly, you know, and and also we were talking about the sentience of the hand car too. So <laughs> what if the hand car is like okay? Hmm. I'm done I've been now. here ten thousand <laughs> years before, so I guess these are my last friends. Oh, <laughs> it's like the Eeyore of handcarts. Like, okay, <laughs> oh bother. <laughs> I was just here to be encouraging. <laughs> yes, keep going. Uh, I still say it was just you know the the little push button. Uh, this basically the equivalent of like a speaking spell, but. Uh, hopefully it wasn't actually sentient. <laughs> Speaking spell. <laughs> <laughs> Did we have one of those when we were kids? I'm trying to remember. Uh, we didn't have a specific speak and spell, but I remember Pete got this, like, uh, little hand computer thing that was like Franklin or something, and it was about, um, maybe like six inches by five inches or something, or maybe a little smaller, and it had, uh, like a little... Um, you know, you could play games on it, like Hangman and stuff, and there was a little dictionary in there, but it had a little, uh, a say button, and it had the robot voice from, uh, the beginning of, uh, Short Circuits, the, you know, before he gets his full Johnny <laughs> Five voice. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I'm trying to remember that exact scene. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, well, it, that's also what I can tell that, like, a video I'm showing in my classes sucks when it's got, like, robot speech. It's like, and now we are going to talk about osmosis. And it's like, okay, this video sucks. <laughs> we won't show that one. <laughs> get some get some voiceover artists. Put some production value in here. Yeah, please, come on. <laughs> Uh, and then for in the new version, he capitalized look mother, no net, instead of the original, just mother was lowercase. Uh, so, yeah, as you said before, um, fresh, uh, just the fresh air is the friend of corruption. Uh, and then adds in uh, they must be I, very I like close that line. to the surface I like that now. line. Yeah. I, I want to go back to that. Fresh okay. air is the friend of corruption. Oh, no. What happens? Mm. Um, the friend of corruption, meaning that... Things are going to rust more um, when air is touching them. So things won't rust as much if you're in a cave. Is that true? Correct. I guess at the very least, if you're if it's kind of stale air, because I think it's more talking about like wind and like gusts of air that are going to kind of bring in not only just the oxygen, but also the the water vapor and stuff that I feel like is the moisture has got to be the real corrosive Mm -hmm. aspect. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh, so, so the rest of the uh, subway track was. Uh, it, we're we've agreed that this is a subway. It's got to be something subway. like that. At the very yeah. least, 
Yeah, because there were all of those different uh, tracks leading off to things. So the the trains themselves must have been either, you know, behind those other paths or something. But uh, yeah, the, I don't think most people are using this hand car. I think that's just for maintenance. Hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Huh. Which that must be uh, terrifying to do maintenance on a subway. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, they guy, definitely have to. I'm going to have... go down the track. T- tell the trains to stop because otherwise yeah. I will be crushed. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, uh, look, mother, no net. Like, is that him also talking about his uh, a tr- um, um, connection with his mother? Like, Could be. hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to impress you, mom. <laughs> Look at me. Hmm. In a Roland sense, maybe. In a Stephen King 1978 sense, uh, or 1982 sense, I feel like it was more just the Luke Ma, no hands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this one is along the same lines as Eat at Joe's, where it's the, I feel like the the, the phrase has kind of uh, become a little bit less uh, popular. <laughs> but uh, he held on to it. <laughs> yeah, look, Martha, no nets, I'm flying. <laughs> Uh, oh, so, so high up. Like they, they they don't really even say like it's just like an unfathomable chasm. Like it's it's exactly. so deep I can't see the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the it's the uh it's the Empire Strikes Back uh you know, unending never ending pit, that, exactly. N- never ending pit, yeah. <laughs> As we used to call it. Which uh, did, even though it but, clearly but has an end. Out, it did yeah. end. Yeah, well, yeah, well Luke found it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it ends right over this gas giant of a planet that it's orbiting, yeah. Yeah. Which then doesn't end until you get to Bespin, you know? True. <laughs> mm. Where they're, I guess, mining mm. the Tabana gas that turns into carbonite? Mm. Yeah, I think that's the whole goal, is they were mining gas. Mm. Which anyway, I guess you did the same thing for helium or whatever, but indeed, moving on. <laughs> um, do-do-do-do. Uh, behind them, the handcar had melted into the general gloom. The stone mm. pier on the left extended out, perhaps 20 feet further than the one on the right. But this was also left behind, and they were alone over the gulf. Oof. Okay, so I, li- I like that. Uh, so I feel like the earlier time where they say they left the handcar behind, it's kind of redundant because you've got also got this line. Because, oh, so they took uh, that out? Yeah, they took out... No, 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 this one's in there, but earlier when uh, yada yada, um, the gunslinger followed him, ready to catch him if Jake should put a foot wrong, they left the handcar behind them, walked precariously out into the darkness. So it's like a page later that he basically does say the same thing, that they left the handcar behind them. So I, I like that now, that it is it was kind of redundant in the first place. So now mm. they're talking about... Uh, Let's see. In the new version, it says the stone pier extended perhaps 20 yards. So it's even further behind them now. Um, It jutted further than the one on the right. And this was also left behind. And then they were alone in uh, over the Gulf. So just adding a couple of little extending words here and there. Well, these were the Uh, the two peninsulas that they uh, saw in the distance. These piers on either side. Yeah, and I guess this these are the two piers that are sort of supporting the bridge in between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which does make sense for Pulaski Skyway, as I'm imagining. Uh, I don't know why that's where my brain went, but I was yeah. like, uh. We could have said I, every time I looked at the Pulaski yeah. Skyway, I thought to myself, well, that shouldn't work. 
That is a <laughs> lot of metal that is supporting cars. And I think they've since actually did some fixes to it. Like uh, Yeah, they reinforced uh, it. Yeah. Re- reinforcing and stuff. Yeah. It's sort of like here in with the, the West Seattle Bridge we uh had closed down for a while to, to fix because it's old. And yeah, you know, yeah. things happen. Things fall apart. Um Chinua so, Achebe. Yeah. Sorry. Indeed. <laughs> Great book. True. So, yeah. At first, it seemed that the tiny prick of daylight remained mockingly constant, perhaps even drawing away from them at the exact pace that they approached it. That would be a fine bit of magic indeed. But gradually, the gunslinger realized that it was widening, uh, becoming more defined. They were still below it, but the tracks were rising to meet it. So they're going uphill, going higher and higher and higher above this water. Ugh. And yeah. it's I mean, just getting that, more and more. Usually, that's usually what happens at bridges is like you, you kind of go up to get above sort of um, mm, what's going sense. on. So they'll build up a, ooh, what's the word? Is it a beer? B-I-E-R? Eh, I don't know. I've heard that word. That That is a word. Yeah. I don't, but I don't know if that's the correct word. <laughs> I feel like at the, the end of a, a bridge, they'll kind of build it up so that you're, you're getting a little bit higher um, than the chasm itself because a bridge is naturally going to, well, maybe not this bridge, but hmm. let's say a trestle. So a trestle, Kevin, is like an arch support way underneath. Well, that makes me think of Rutherford, <laughs> the train trestle, mm. where, where you go under that little you know, spot. Um, yeah, there's a little, like, tunnel going through underneath of the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Underneath of the train um, tracks, yeah. Yeah, but I think this one is much larger, like the Pulaski Skyway. It's it's <laughs> hundreds of yards above the, the water. Um, hmm. So a couple of minor changes in that section. Uh, instead of, that would be a fine bit of... So or in the original version, it said... Um, that would be wonderful magic indeed. And the new version, it says that'd be a fine bit of magic indeed. So I feel like fine bit of magic has just seems a little bit more sarcastic, uh, given that he doesn't want this to be that way. So I feel like that's a good change. Um, well, but it's also, then, Kevin, um, it goes back to the, there's magic involved here. And he has seen magic or is he sarcastically saying, oh, that would be some good magic you weirdo but like he's saying that the man in black is making this happen he's making everything happen it seems like could be um i i think he's saying like his perception that it seems like it's getting further and further away and he's imagining that it's going as far away as they're getting closer to it and he's like man in black that son of a bitch he did this to me uh but <laughs> in meanwhile in his head i feel like he's a much more rational person like I don't think that's actually what's happening. It's an optical illusion. But right, he's right. like, yeah. I can't blame saying, everything on the. I can't blame everything on the Man in Black. You know, it's just yeah. it's just lights. It's whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's my mind playing tricks on me. Precisely. Yeah. Your your mind has like a finite amount of like tiny that you can imagine, like that you can see moving forward. So maybe like the light is like appearing to be larger earlier when it was actually just really, really small when it was just the furthest away that you could see a tiny pinprick of light. Yeah. So as you're getting did, closer to did, it, now you're seeing the, seeing the actual dimensions. Yeah. yeah. Did, did I talk about when I was driving across Kansas? I don't think so. About it being yeah, super flat. For- yeah, it's just super flat, and and so what I would do is try to figure out how far can I see in the distance. 
So mm. I'd pick out something huge, like a water tower or something, that I, that I was like, okay, I can see that now. And I was like, I'm going to maintain 60 miles an hour so that I know it's exactly, you know, a mile a minute. And, uh, and I'm going to look at the time, and, and, and that's how far I can see. And it was, jeez. I almost saw about 10 miles in distance. That's how flat oh, wow. Kansas was, you know? Yeah, it Holy was incredible. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it also, that was the most boring part of the trip, too. So I was like, I need to do some math to... Yeah, I need to do something to keep me awake, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, boy. (laughs) Sunflower State. No sunflowers. Really? Out anywhere? Yeah. Yeah, but North Dakota, plenty of sunflowers there. Interesting. Climate change. It's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's for sure. Things are shifting to the north more than they were before. Uh, yeah there you go but in any case so Jake almost falls he pinwheels his arms for a second and then he sort of catches his balance Uh, he says it almost went on me he said softly without emotion there's a hole step over Uh, and then in the new version it adds in uh, if you don't want to take a quick trip to the bottom Simon says take one giant step Uh, this was a game the gunslinger knew as mother says Remembered mm-hmm. well from childhood games with Cuthbert, Jamie, and Alan, but he said nothing, only stepping forward. So that's all addition, right? The, with the Simon yeah. Says? Exactly. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I like only it. stepping over. Uh, <clears throat> go back, Jake said, unsmiling. You, may, you forgot to say, may I? Cry your pardon, but I think not. So that's all <laughs> added in, this whole, uh, not only uh, Simon Says, but... Sort of a combination of Simon Says and Mother May I? Mother uh, May I, yeah. It's like yeah. two childhood games that they're like, <laughs> well, they're they're bonding and like, oh yeah, I played games when I was a kid, you know? So, hmm. uh, so that's also, why the end of this chapter just gutted me. But anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. The the cross tie the boy had stepped on had all, had given way almost entirely and flopped downward lazily, swinging in a rotten rivet. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! That's like ooh, one actually, short round fell through the, <laughs> the bridge. Exactly the booby trap. Yeah. Uh, oh no! I'm, no, I'm no, thinking that's, of Goonies. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kekwikwa. Same actor. Yeah. Indeed. He just won an Oscar. Good for he you, did, man. Indeed. Good for you. <laughs> I uh, thought he was awesome in Indiana Jones, oh, yeah. but anyway. But yeah, when he falls through, it's like, ah, oh, there's uh-huh. alligators down there, crocodiles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, then, um, let's see, in the original, it's, uh, it just says, step over, the gunslinger did so. The cross tie he'd uh, stepped on had given way, almost entirely, flopped downward lazily, and then it adds, uh, was subtracted um, from a... Uh, uh, swinging easily uh, on a dis- disintegrating rivet, like a shutter on a haunted window. Yeah. So, that, I like that, like a shutter on... So, you took that out? He took that out, yeah. Uh, okay. But I, yeah, I, I do kind of miss miss that one because just adding in all of this like haunted house imagery just ramps up the tension even more. Yeah. So, oh, so there they go. They keep walking, 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 walking. Uh, his brain viewed it in spectacular detail and how it would be 
The scream of twisting, giving metal. The lurch as his body slid off to the side. The grabbing for non-existent handholds with his fingers. The swift rattle of boot heels on treacherous, rotten steel. And then down, turning over and over. His eye, uh, The warm spray in his crotch as his bladder let go. The rush in his face of wind against his face. Rippling his hair up in a caricature of fright. Pulling his eyelids back. The dark water rushing up to meet him. Faster, outstripping even his own scream. <gasps> Metal screamed beneath him, and he stepped past it unhurriedly, shifting his weight at the crucial moment. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not thinking like, of the I, drop, or, or of how far they had come, or of how far it was left. Not thinking that the boy was expendable, and that the sale of his honor was now, at last, nearly negotiated. Okay, going back to what you were saying. Yes. That is one of my favorite <laughs> things I've read so far. Oh my gosh. He, okay. Because sure I, do in, I do that. I do that all I the totally time. I do that too. Yes. It's like, I wonder what would happen if I jumped off this cliff right now. Yeah. I wonder what would happen I, if I took my car and just went off the bridge. Yeah. You know? I wonder what I, would it, happen if, like, you know, I just jammed the accelerator as hard as I could and just smashed into this brick wall or something. Like, you, you just, like, imagine, like, you, you know, in, like, microseconds of time, just all of these increments as your, your brain, like, in that sort of, like, vertigo sensibility is, like, you don't want to fall, but your brain sort of imagines falling. So, yeah. yeah totally. Uh, and, and really, it's the definition of anxiety. If you think oh, about yeah. It. 100%. You know, like, uh, over, over analyzing the worst case scenarios. Over, yeah. like, what would happen if this happened? You know, and instead of just being in the moment and being like, well, that's not going to happen. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to drive the, right the speed limit and be normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. That's that's what anxiety is it's like. Ooh, I wonder what would happen because I think about the stuff when I'm like teaching and like you know like what would happen if a freaking shooter came in the classroom or something. You know, what would I do? Or yep. but it's it's mostly when I'm driving or in high heights that that I feel this feeling. And and he really, oh, he. I was like, yep. I was like, and then you piss yourself. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> the mm-hmm. wind is rushing back past your head. You're you're spinning, yeah. and then you die. Yeah. It's like it's just your like eyes a are being like pushed open so at the the speed of your fall, so you can't even close your eyes as you're staring at the water that's about to kill you. Oh. Okay, so Kevin, yes, I have a question sure. because I am only I've only read up to this as far as the Dark Tower goes, and that's what this whole podcast is about: is that Nick hasn't read this before, and so I'm going to make a um, a guess at something. Go for that it. I just thought of. Um, okay. Well, we saw how Jake died, right? He he got hit by a car, and the man in black found him. We didn't see how Roland died, right? Yet? Um, I mean, assuming Roland is dead, yes, we have not seen how he died. Oh, okay. So, assuming he's dead, exactly. So, so my guess, right, th- this is my prediction, is that, that Roland actually fell from a great height and Ooh, died that right. way. And that he, this is a flashback to something that had happened to him before... The, the man in black saved him, but I don't know. That's just wild conjecture. Hmm. Just want to throw out these predictions every once in a while, because if you, if you send out a big enough net, eventually you'll catch some fish, right? Eventually, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe just uh, five pieces of shrimp. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was watching Forrest anyway. Gump last night. <laughs> oh, uh, that's, I was just about to say, are you talking about bubble gum? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But in any case, uh, so yeah, um, there were a couple of little minor changes in there. Uh, let's see. In the original, yeah, I think at one point uh, he changed a 
Yeah, there was a colon followed by a capital T, and then in the new version, he made it lowercase just because I think that's more grammatically correct. So I'm on board with that one. Uh, the Scream of Twisting Giving Metal originally just said The Scream of Twisting Metal. And then, let's see, Rippling His Hair. Where is it? In the original. I, I do like that um, when he says The Scream of Metal. Like, it yeah. really. He, he gets all your senses when he, when he um, writes, and it, that just. It, that sense of sound is is hard to do when you're just using the written word, you know. Precisely, yeah. You're using like, your eyes. Onomatopoeia to, yeah. is is one way to do it, but like uh-huh. he's like the scream of metal. It like it's like like I, I can imagine yeah. it in my head. Exactly, <laughs> and then emphasizing it by saying it's the scream of twisting, giving metal. So it's just it's screaming, but it's also kind of like twisting and like moving at the same time. So just oh god. Um, oh, it, it? let's get the hell off this bridge, guys. Go move exactly. faster. <laughs> Ooh, I found it. Okay. okay, so rippling his hair up in cartoon fright in the original, and then rippling his hair up in a caricature of fright. And I think I love that change because Roland doesn't know what a cartoon is, so That's he true. wouldn't use that word. What? So he, yeah. kn- he knows what a caricature is, though. <clears throat> I think so. I feel like there could be artists like <laughs> painting like cheesy pictures of people on dune buggies. Why not? <laughs> I think it was yeah, Stephen King changing buggies. it so that it was it was more descriptive. Like a caricature is just like oh, all right. of your features are are expanded. You know, instead of a cartoon, uh, could just be a drawing of you. You know, so this is like ah! you know what it makes me think of. Ooh, what? <laughs> uh, you ever see uh, um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Yes. Uh, large Marge. Oh, yeah. Tell him large Marge sent you. And then, like, her eyes blow <laughs> up, and it's like, <laughs> his face looked just like this. <laughs> and so that's what I was thinking with the caricature of <laughs> Freight. Have you ever mm. gotten a caricature made of you, Kevin, like a, like a I street have. artist? I looked, I looked very sad. Oh, that sucks. I don't know why. <laughs> I, looked, I guess I, I just have resting sad face. In mine. Mm. It, it, this guy did it at the the one of the Philadelphia beard competitions one year. There was a, a caricaturist there, um, which is perfect for when you have guys with beards and mustaches. And it's like, of course, oh, you're already yeah. <laughs> good to go here. Most of the job is um, done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my picture from that, I look like a evil like <laughs> villain or something it's very funny i was like that's nice. not who i am at all <laughs> true the the guy that i went to we were in bolivia and he was very complimentary let's say to one of cynthia's cousins uh made her look much prettier and then to me like he just made i like he just put this like sadness in my eyes i can't describe it but yeah oh I, my gosh do you still I have it looked, I, i'd love to- i yeah. I definitely took a picture of it. If you find it, post it on the Chapter Brothers Facebook page, and uh, we'd love to see Kevin's caricature. I'll see if I can find mine. I I think I might have lost it along the years. Uh, Many movies. You didn't take a picture of it or anything? uh, It's got to be somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It'll take a little bit of research, but whatever. What do our caricatures look like? (laughs) (laughs) So, let's see. So, yeah, they keep going forward. Um... Let's see. Okay, uh, three ties out here. Can I start there? Mm. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, actually, there are a couple of changes. Um, so you were saying how uh, not thinking about the drop, how far they come, and how far was left. Uh, I think at the new version it says 
not how far might be left. And then yada yada, not thinking about how uh, expendable the boy was and the sale of his honor uh, at last nearly negotiated. And then he adds in what a relief it would be when the deal was done. So, yeah, like, I mean, is he saying what a relief it would be? I'm sorry I went past that because this is a really important line of what's going on in his motivations. Yeah, like, is he saying, I mean, there's the there's the, the kind way, and then there's the dark way. Like, I feel like the kind way is saying, what a relief it would be when the deal was done. Like, saying, what a relief it would be, like, if I died, and I didn't have to worry about this. But then there's the dark way, which is probably the accurate way, which is saying, what a relief it would be when I finally didn't have to worry about bringing this kid along with me anymore. What a relief it'll be when I don't have to worry about when this kid is going to die that I love, that I've basically already decided I'm just going to let him die. Oh my gosh. I bet you and I don't have children. I have a stepson. He's awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. But I can imagine as a a new parent, like an infant and you're like young and you're like, and as they're, they're growing up, you're like, what a relief it'll be when, this child is grown on their own and I don't have to worry about them doing something stupid and dying, <laughs> you know? Um, I can see that. I, I don't know if that, that's what he was meaning, but like, or, or <laughs> the darker way is that he's literally made a deal with the man in black at some point before this whole book started. I think um, he just, I think he's just accepted that the man in black has put the kid in his path for this specific reason. And he's just like, well, if, this is what he, if this is what the boy is supposed to be for, then I accept what this is what the boy is supposed to be for. Well, and he said it in Tull too, like the Man in Black laid a trap. Exactly. Know? And um, so to him, Jake is a trap. Exactly. Right? Like, this this is a way that like he is trying to. You're trying to get me, you know, uh, sentimental Ren- about something, and, yeah, and you're not trying to keep get me going to, after you. Yeah, yeah renege on my pledge to uh, get the get to the tower, no matter the cost. So uh, I refuse to renege or go back, even if I have to. Uh, well, we'll find out exactly what he what he does. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Well, things are starting to. Um, become more clear to me the the first time reader you know Mm, yeah and and i kevin i wanted to keep reading so bad i know (laughs) well you'll be able to in just a second once we're done yeah (laughs) okay phew all right (laughs) um so so where am i uh three ties out yeah so so in in my uh copy of the book the uh, michael whalen illustrated one i'm on page 189 where are you Let's at? See. Just curious. I am at page uh, 266, because yeah. your, your book is a bigger surface area. Yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a little bit bigger, more words per page. Mine anyway. is a trade paperback size, yeah. Yeah. Uh, three ties out here, the boy said coolly. I'm going to jump. Here, here. The gunslinger saw him silhouetted for a moment against the daylight. Sorry, I'm going to start that again. The gunslinger saw him silhouetted for a moment against the daylight, an awkward, hunched, spread eagle. He landed, and the whole edifice swayed drunkenly. Metal beneath them protested, and something far below fell, first with a crash, then with the sound of deep water. Are you over? Well, he wouldn't say it like that. Yeah. Are you over? (laughs) The gunslinger asked. That's how I would say it, but the gunslinger would say, are are you over? (laughs) Mm. Yes, the boy said remotely. 
but it's very rotten. I don't think it will hold you. Me, but not you. Go back now. Go back now and leave me alone. His voice is hysterical. Cold, but hysterical. All right, is there any changes there, Kevin? There are several. So in the new version, instead of three ties out here, it just says three ties out. The boy said coolly. Uh, he left in a dialogue attribution uh, ad- adverb in there. So that one, uh, you know, he escaped the, the red marker of the editor's pen. But so then he says, I'm going to jump here, right here, Geronimo. Uh, so oh, I love Geronimo. That. Yeah, it's in a Geronimo, yeah. So again, making him very little kiddish. Um, oh. Gunslinger saw him silhouetted, uh, an awkward hunched spread eagle, arms out, as if all else, sh- as if should all else fail, there was the possibility of flight. He landed, and the whole edifice swayed drunkenly under his weight. Metal beneath Ooh. him protested, yada yada, uh, and something fell, first with a crash, then with a splash. And I just, I love, mm. a, a, I love Geronimo. Ooh. B, I love, you know. So uh, you, or, as or is that like cultural, one second, is that like cultural appropriation or uh, <laughs> is, like, I anybody mean, says I feel that? Like, <laughs> Geronimo. I feel like it's become so, like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things that, yes, it, I feel like, was it a Native American name or a term or... Oh yeah, I feel like it was a, a person's Ger- name, Ger- right? Geronimo was a person. Yeah, he was a chief. Yeah. He was a, a known chief for many, many years. I think he was the. He lived to a very old age, and it's a very sad story about Geronimo. Oh, so, like, w- when I hear that, like, it's like, oh, let's use something else. Look out below, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Here I go. Uh, yeah. yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's got different things. Well, that, maybe yeah. it was it was a war cry that. I don't know. That's what I thought, that maybe it yeah. is, like, okay to use like, because... Like memory of him, they... Exactly. Yeah. Okay. For Winterfell! Uh, <laughs> but, so then, and then, so adding in the arms stri- stretched out as he's jumping, just in case, uh, you know, should all else fails, there was the possibility of flight. Uh, and then Ooh. adds in uh, the whole edifice Possibility blade. of flights, like, like David, like... Yeah, you know. exactly. It's all coming back, yeah. So uh-huh. not only is it uh, David the the Hawk, but also there's a little bit of... Um, oh, no. My mind went to David and Goliath, but that doesn't apply here. But, uh, but yes, well, David just, the Hawk. Uh, but, but I think it's the, the comparison of him, you know, uh, taking on courts, and now he's trying to take on the man in black. And it True. looks like his wep- weapon instead of David is Jake. Or... or, or uh, and, David died very quickly, so like I don't know. David David the bird died after the actual thing. I haven't had enough time to process this chapter, to be honest. I I gotta tell you. (laughs) I got you. I got you. I wish I had like sat and like took some notes because I'm like really upset about what is happening, and and like our our friend Roland is yeah. Anyway, moving uh, on. Moving on. So, yes, moving on. So, Jake jumps over. It sways drunkenly under his weight. Originally, it just swayed drunkenly. And then, first with a crash, then with a splash. And I just love that change, just making it, adding in the rhyme that's so much more kind of uh, mm-hmm. elegant than just yes. saying, first then with a splash, splash, then with a the sound of water. Like, I feel like that's so clumsy. Uh, well, it's just it's ratcheting up that tension, you know. It's like, oh, up. now the bridge is falling apart, guys. Uh, we need to move now. Yeah. 
So, and then we've got, uh, so let's see. Are you over? Uh, in this, in the new version, the boy says yar instead of yes. Just adding in a little bit of extra words that Roland says that they've kind of picked up from each other. Yeah. Uh, but this, this time he did strike out the, uh, remotely. So he just says yar, the boy said. Um, but it's very rotten. Like the ideas of certain people, maybe. And that just seems very cheesy. Like, a little kid wouldn't say that. (laughs) Uh, I don't think it'll hold you any further than where you are now. Me, but not you. Go back. Go back and leave me alone. uh, His voice was cold, but there was hysteria. The voice was cold, but there was hysteria underneath. Beating as his heart had beat when he jumped on back onto the handcar and Roland had caught him. So... We've got a little bit of, like, inside Jake's point of view here that you can see how, how hard his heart is beating. Um, mm-hmm. His chicken heart, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I also really like the way that he reworded it there, that his voice was hysterical. Cold, but hysterical. It becomes, his voice was cold, but there was hysteria underneath. So it's emphasizing mm. that it's more cold than hysterical, whereas in the original version, it was more hysterical than cold. Uh... The gunslinger stepped out over the break. One large step did it. One giant step. Mother, may I? Yes, you may. The boy was shuddering helplessly. Go back. I don't want you to kill me. Uh, for the love of the man Jesus, walk. The gunslinger said roughly. It's going to fall down for sure if we sit, if we stand here palavering. Uh, and then. (laughs) Okay, wait. So so in the original it says, for Christ's sake, walk. Instead of for the man Jesus. The man Jesus. Get back Indeed. To him. <laughs> and if he finds him, he's got to give him that compass that he still has, right? Very true. <laughs> the steel compass, yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think they added in the for sure if we stand here, stand here palavering. Uh, in the original, it just says, for Christ's sake, walk. It's going to fall down. Uh, the boy walks down. Like, I have to yeah. go. Let's, it's time for me to move. And then so he took that big step over. Which Jake had to like jump. But he had to do a full jump over. Yeah, Roland's taller than him. He's like, it's fine. I'll By just far. keep going. <laughs> yeah. I forget if we said specifically, but the gunslinger is like he's like well over six feet. Where I imagine him to the point where he's like Stephen Merchant, like six foot seven, like weirdly tall. I, I don't know who Stephen Merchant is. Uh, he was he was the co-creator of the British version of The Office. He's uh, he's a British guy who's very very tall. Oh, okay. See, I, m- my mind would go right to basketball players for like height comparison. So it says something about the both of us. <laughs> I'm always sure going to go towards I'm always going to go towards a, a comedian with glasses who's super tall. <laughs> I think I know the guy you're talking about. He is super tall. Um, yeah, <laughs> or someone we both know, uh, Tim Power. Tim Power, Power very six, tall. Six, you mm. know, like he's just like, wow, you are. A... So that's how tall the Roland is. I never that's thought that's how tall that I imagine him. Yeah, he's definitely well over six feet tall, at, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Power is just a friend of ours. He's he's a good guy. Hey, Lives in LA now. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Power. Um, <laughs> God bless Kurt. <laughs> God bless Kurt. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, like the Michael Jordan size, he's also six six, mm. you know. Yeah, but not not like uh, Manute Bowl, who's like seven six. That's True. too tall. That's too yeah. tall. 
But I feel yeah, like also but- Roland, because he went through this whole like desert of near starvation and everything, he's going to be like lanky and like skeletally tall. Like he's not like powerfully built like a basketball player. Like he's like That's tall and like a yeah, in like a you know kind of like a well, so, creepy way. So the way I see it. Because okay, I never thought of him as that tall was because I feel like Roland's our avatar in this, and um, I always imagine him the exact same size as me. Okay, <laughs> like Could six be. foot, one ninety, two hundred pounds, just kind of sort of lanky, but not like crazy tall. Sorry, Tim Power, <laughs> you're very tall. <laughs> when you have to duck under doorways, <laughs> it's true. I'm imagining the gunslinger having to duck under, like, shorter doorways, yeah. You know what, that's something to think about as we move along. It's like, how tall is the gunslinger? Like, is there going to be, like, moments where it's like, oh, and then he had to duck or something? That's a good point, yeah. We'll see. Because I've I've been imagining him, like, fully double Jake's height. Okay. Yeah, and Jake's Mm. an 11-year-old who's probably mm, four foot six or something. Like, not even a five-footer. He's, he's shorter than Muggsy Bogues. Um, Definitely. <laughs> just okay, so maybe not full-on double. Yeah. <laughs> but in any case, he's quite... I'm imagining him quite maybe, tall. Maybe the size of, like, Warwick Davis? Or... Huh? No, he's a little person taller short. Taller than that. So, yeah, yeah Jake is okay. definitely taller than that. Okay. Well, because hmm. little kids are little, but anyway. He was 11, you know? So 11. when I was 11, I was about five feet tall, you know? I'm trying to even remember. So that would have been, what, sixth grade? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, well, was... fifth grade is 11, usually, uh, yeah. depending on True. when you were born in the year. True, your your birthday's earlier than mine. Um, mm-hmm. But in any case, um, so, you know, they go on, they keep walking, The their eyes are focused on daylight, uh, it had, uh, the glow had taken on the blue color. Uh, as they got closer, paling the radiance of, in the original version, it said uh, the phosphor as it mixed with it. And the new version, it says paling the radiance of the fossils. Uh, let's so, see. so in in my version of the book, by the way, when I was reading that, uh, <laughs> uh, it's a, a, a page turn. So oh, yeah. uh, at the at the very bottom, it says the glow had taken on a color blue. And as it came closer, it became softer, paling the radiance of the phosphor. And then I had to turn the page, and it goes, as it mixed with it. And then I had to turn back. I was like, wait, okay. I, I thought it was, like, phosphorus or something, but mm. it, it was just phosphorer as it mixed Agreed. with it. So, like, it was just a confusing page turn. And that always happens to me whenever I turn a page. I'm like, wait, I need to turn back. What did I just miss there? <laughs> I'm exactly the same way. Like, it's like that thing when you walk into a room and you forget where you what you were trying to do. It's like, uh-huh. uh, they call it the, door, the doorway effect. So you're like, you, you have like a short term memory, like page turn. So you, you have to like, wait a minute, let me double check. What was I doing? Like, and so page turns, I feel like function the same way that once you turn the page, if it's continuing the same thought, you have to like double check. And I, and I like uh-huh. that he changed it. He took out the, as it mixed with it, because like having that many pronouns all next to each other always confuses me. Like just, uh, and yeah. just, just changing Who's it to speaking right now. Yeah, as what mixed with what? Uh, mm-hmm. But Wait, yeah, what? so <laughs> yeah, so it just becomes paling the radiance of the fossils, and then period. So I feel like that's a good way to to, to cut that off. Oh, so yeah, they, they changed phosphor to fossils. Yeah, the, and the he took out the whole. Jake said earlier. Exactly. Yeah, and he took out the whole as it mixed with it. So yeah. Right. Uh, um, so yeah, walked. they keep going. 
Um, they walked, and now he looked at his feet crossing from tie to tie. When he looked again, the glow had grown to a hole, and was not a light, but a way out. They were almost there. Thirty yards, yes, ninety short feet. It could be done. Perhaps they would have the man in black yet. Perhaps in the bright sunlight, the evil flowers in his mind would shrivel, and anything would be possible. The sunlight was blocked out. So, real quick, I want to go back. Um, mm. Just, just real quick. Um, Ninety short feet, right, right away. What does that make you think of? Ninety feet. Ninety feet. Um, uh, is that like sort of the distance between? Is that like a sort of like a street, or is it sh- uh, longer than that? Like if you're running across the street, is that about so ninety feet? W- w- once again, once again, this is something where we differ in the fact that I was an athlete. Uh, Indeed. <laughs> so 90 feet is the distance from home plate to first base and the distance oh, between all okay. the bases on a field. So like to me as a baseball guy, like that really, uh, I was like, Oh, all right. 90 feet. Like I can imagine that oh, it's, it's just a distance. That's not very far. True. I'm imagining like a <laughs> wide, like New York city, like Boulevard that you have to like run across as the, that's, uh, yeah. Oh, geez. I'm trying to think of the widest New York City street, and I don't think they're 90 feet wide. Mm. Um, I'm imagining like a four-lane um, road. Do they have those? Maybe. Ugh, I'm, I'm thinking of like Fifth Ave near like Times Square or something. But like, is that still too short? I have terrible spatial awareness. Is my thing. <laughs> Liz says the same thing all the time. She's like, I don't huh. know how far away that is. I'm like, I don't know. It's- <laughs> I was you like, also have I'm a much six feet. If I lay down on this table, is it the size of me? <laughs> that's the thing. You got to have like a concrete thing to estimate against. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you. Uh, that's another thing. Like, you've got a much better sense of direction as well. And I feel like the two of them might go hand in hand. Uh, could be. I guess my mm-hmm. analytical left brain science guy. But uh, I, I was listening to this one uh, Harry Potter podcast, and they compared things in Danny DeVito's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so just like the height of Danny DeVito. How many Danny DeVito's tall is that? I was like, ah, oh, that's good. <laughs> and that, uh, well, that I'm, meme, I'm, uh, I'm, Americans will use anything except for the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this other one I, I listened to, they, they, uh, uh, they compare sizes of like spaceships to the enterprise like how many enterprises big is this and i was like oh that's cool yeah americans will use anything but the metric system that's hilarious (laughs) but us scientists won't nope we love it okay indeed so so it's only 90 feet away the distance from home to first in the new version, it changes it to 30, feet, 30 yards now, no more than that, 90 short feet. So it adds in a no more than that and uh, changes uh, 30 feet, thirty yards to now. Um, hmm. I mean, uh, that's the same then, distance. 30 times 3 is 90, Exactly. So. Correct. It's yeah. like, do you want to think about this in football or baseball? Let's <laughs> makes more sense to you. <laughs> so. Anyway, the, the sunlight was blocked out. Oof. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, but we're we're gonna have to read just most of this. Oh yeah, my, my apologies to any legal problems going on here, but this is just too intense. <laughs> it's too good. Yeah, he looked up, startled, peering like a mole from his hole, and saw a silhouette filling the light, eating it up, allowing only chunks of mocking blue around the outline of shoulders and the fork of crotch. Hello, boys. 
The man in black's voice echoed to them, amplified in the natural throat of stone, the sarcasm of his good cheer taking on mighty overtones. Blindly, the gunslinger sought the jawbone, but it was gone, lost somewhere, used up. Mm. He laughed above them. The sound crashed around them, reverberating like surf in a filling cave. The boy screamed and tottered, a windmill again, arms gyrating through the scant air. Metal ripped and sloughed between beneath them. The rails canted through a slow and dreamy twisting. The boy plunged, and one hand flew up like a gull in the darkness. Up, up, and then he hung over the pit. He dangled there, his dark eyes staring up at the gunslinger in his in final blind lost knowledge. Help me. You wanna go on? <gasps> oh wait, wait, before we go on, we need to Yeah. Need to talk about. Of <laughs> course. Happened. Oh my goodness. Um, so first of all, I love your man in black voice. It's Thank wonderful. You. Hello, boys. <laughs> like, like he's just like oh, yeah. so, so man in black like, is just, yeah. Man in black is a dick. high tenor. He's an asshole. Yeah. Just kind of uh, like oh, it's that freaking guy. Uh, oh, hello, that boys. Guy. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, he sought the jawbone. So this mm. is the first time we've mentioned the jawbone since the Oracle in the Mountain, and exactly. I believe they they left it there. That's they did, where it yeah. was. It was gone, lost somewhere. So where it was lost was back on the mountain by the Oracle, right? On the other on the other side of that huge long tunnel they went through. Yeah, yeah. After uh, basically Jake was holding on to it for for protection or good luck or whatever as Roland uh, took his mescaline and went off to have sex with the Oracle and then um, you know basically once Roland came back he said throw that thing away you don't need it anymore so and that's the last line it says used up so it was used up by like the power of the jawbone had been used up by Jake in order to protect him so whatever this jawbone is its power is gone so it was left there but what it was keeping away was the man in black and protection from him. And that's why he, he looked for it in his pocket. He's like, oh, maybe I have the job on. Oh, no, that's gone. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it could be protection from the man in black. I, I feel like Roland is just kind of seeing it as an all-purpose talisman, just as a you know good luck charm, just to hold on to as with a little bit of magic in it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Mm. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, was just, I just wanted to bring up the jawbone and where he left it. <laughs> Good thing um, to keep track of. Yeah, uh, the boy screen retired a windmill again. Have you ever like been trying to keep your balance? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they do that there exact been- thing. You're like, oh, oh, oh. And your, your arms are just flying yep. over. Oh my gosh! And then a second it, later, just- I'm flat on my back on the ice. Yeah, and boom. <laughs> yeah, minor uh, uh, concussion as I hit my head on the sidewalk. Okay, so all of this description is a moment. Right. Yeah, like half a second exactly. Yeah, like like that. That's what I was thinking about when I was reading it. Is like he is describing like a split second in great detail, and to me, that's cool. That that's like uh, bending time. That that's yeah. when a, a, a writer can like be like, okay, now we're gonna slow this down. It's like uh, you know, in, in the Matrix when they have that bullet time stuff going on, and like Precisely. everything slows down around you, and you're like. Or um, another weird one, um, uh, Quicksilver in that one yeah. X-Men movie where they exactly. just like stop time past. and he's just like, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a really cool scene. Um, and that's it. what this yeah. makes me think like. It's like, okay, let's slow this down now. The boy is falling through the freaking um, bridge. <sighs> Help me. 
booming, racketing. Come now, gunslinger, or catch me never. All chips on the table, every card up but one. The boy dangled, a living tarot card, the hanged man, the Venetian, Phoenician sailor. Innocent lost and barely above the wave of a Stygian sea. Wait then, wait a while. Do I go? The voice so loud, he makes it hard to think, the power to cloud men's minds. Don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Help me! The trestle had begun to twist further, screaming, pulling loose from itself, giving. Then I shall leave you. No! All right, I'm going to stop right there, because, uh, and, and we can move on in a second. Or do you want me to just keep going with that? <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like there, there are some changes here, so we'll address those first. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so booming racketing, no more games. Come, come now, gunslinger, or catch me never. Uh, so mm-hmm. adding in the no more games, I kind of it's interesting that he's kind of he's saying there's no more games. And then a second later, he's saying all the chips are on the table. So it is still very much a game like uh, he's, this is the moment. This is turning yeah, points, I would say. Exactly. Like he's saying, the ball's in your court. You know, uh, are you, do you come for me or do you save the boy? Because I could run and I could disappear. Or do you save mm. this boy? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I looked up the Phoenician sailor. Um, okay. Uh, what did I find on it? There was a lot of information. It's apparently from a T.S. Eliot uh, poem, but it also has some sort of a um, relationship to the Tempest. I think it's a tarot card thing, which Liz would understand more than me. Um, but also, the wave of a Stygian sea. And mm. While I'm looking up Phoenician sailor, um, Stygian, it, it means like the river sticks. Right. So it's, you know, this river that's beneath us is taking us to hell, to Hades, right? That's Greek mythology in that one? Yes, indeed, yeah. Um... I forget the T.S. Eliot poem's name. What the heck was it? Is it is it the Wasteland? Uh, yeah, the Wasteland. Um, yeah. Keep an eye on that one. Uh, just keep that in mind. It'll might come right. back later. So yeah, the, I think in the original it just says all chips on the table. The new version it says all the chips on the table. So yeah, hanged man, the Phoenician sailor, innocent, lost, and barely above. So basically. I feel like this is the final kind of decoupling where Roland not only doesn't see the boy as Jake anymore, he doesn't see the boy as the boy anymore. He just sees him mm-hmm. as an abstract, like, okay, this is like a card uh, in a deck that is just, you know, he's he's abstracted him to not even a person anymore. It's just sort of like a an image that he sees in front of him. So oh, yeah, the, the chips, the chips, I think, is, is a, it, this is the bet that he's been making. And he's just exactly. uh, gambling this boy like he's gambling chips at a poker table. Yeah, exactly. Oh, gosh. So then uh, it made me. He, OK, this. Oh. So, again, I'm still processing this. So like I, I just sort of read this and uh, it makes me really angry at Roland's like. It's like this guy that I was like, oh, you're, you're really starting to, you know, get close to this kid and, and you really like it. And you saved him from the slow mutants. You saved him numerous times. You, you could have left him in, in the uh, the terminal. But he was like, come on with me. It's going to be OK. But like at this point, he finally, once he sees the man in black, uh, 
So then I shall leave you. No. Okay, so in my book, in your original, Kevin, is there italicized words? Because I was singing Hey Jude because I, I knew that, the, I was like, oh, that's Hey Jude. Like, are, are all these italics, um, wait then, wait a while. Is that a, is that a song lyric or? Uh, I don't know for sure. It's interesting. The So, um, yada, yada. So it does still italicize wait then, wait a while. So in the original, it says the voice so loud, he makes it hard to think the power to cloud men's minds. And then the new version, it says that. So in the original, that wasn't italicized. But then the new version, uh, his voice so loud, it he makes it hard to think that's italicized. So he cuts out. So not only he cuts out the the power to cloud men's minds, but he also clouds out the lyric of Hey Jude. So it's interesting oh, you, there. Just take that out. Oh yeah. So it just says the voice, his voice, so loud he makes it hard to think. Help me, help me, Roland. So yes, adds oh, in, that's an addition. Oh, another oh, twist of the knife. His yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. And then he says, then the man in black says, then I shall leave you. No, you shall not. With not in all caps. So basically, like after you know the. Basically, he sees the two options here, the dying boy and the man in black about to run away. And he just he goes after the man in black because he's been chasing after after this guy for who knows how many years. Like it used to be 12 years. Now it's years without counting that he's lost track because this has been his goal. This has been his quest this entire time. So Mm -hmm. this boy that he is that he loves that he has slowly been like no my quest my honor my goal my my holy grail at the end of the time at the end of this i can't give it up i have to you know i pledged myself to this exactly the honor of my father and all of the gunslingers who came before me i have to do this so i feel like it becomes this whole like, I feel like you have to put it into the context of this honor society that the gunslinger came from, because it's not like uh, a New Yorker who chooses to step over this guy just to get to this bad guy that he's following after. This is the quest. This is the everything that has summed up what Roland has ever thought was important. So, mm-hmm. I mean, oh not gosh. because to not I mean, I don't want to fully absolve Roland of this because it's a terrible, terrible, horrible thing to do to step over this kid who is dying. And that is exactly what he does. The gunslinger's legs carried him in a sudden leap, breaking the paralysis that held him. He took a true giant step over the dangling boy and landed in a skidding, plunging rush towards the light that offered the tower frozen in his mind's eye in a black still life into sudden silence. And there is a sentence there that has every single type of change in it. And I feel like the that's indicative of Stephen King. So we've got so that was the new version. The original said his legs carried him in a sudden leap through the entropy that held him above the dangling boy into a skidding, plunging rush toward the light that offered the tower frozen on the retina of his mind's eye in a black freeze. Suddenly, silence. The silhouette gone, even the beat of his heart as the trestle settled further, beginning its final slow dance to the depths, tearing loose, his hand finding the rocky, lighted tip of damnation. And behind him, in the dreadful silence, the boy spoke from f- too far beneath him. I, I, yeah. I, I, went, I went even further, because... 
in the original, that is all one sentence. And that is just Ooh, that this is that one, one sentence. sentence. Yeah, exactly. That. Holy crap. Yeah. In the new version, yeah, that's like four sentences. Yeah. Lots of commas. A couple <laughs> well, that's of, just, uh, you know, uh, that's young Stephen King and then old Stephen King going back and being like, oh, I need to clean this up. Run this on. Run yeah. on son. <laughs> so I, I um, stopped also, there. So eliminates a couple of words that are um, like entropy and retina and black freeze. Like yeah. he changed those three words. They're like, eh, this sounds a little too sciencey. I don't know. Yeah, a little too um, 70s sciencey. Yeah. Yeah. Entropy, en- entropy isn't is a word they use so much anymore. It, well, it's a, it's a cool notion in physics that like everything is Isn't going just, towards disorder, and then eventually that disorder will lead to order, and like that's pretty much how the universe oh. works. I think I don't know. Look I up entropy. I did not Kevin. understand. I, what, I thought entropy was basically the same thing as inertia, but I I think I'm wrong. Entropy. I could be wrong too. I, I in physics, physics, one year. In physics, it is a thermodynamic quantity representing the unavailability of a system's thermal energy for conversion into mechanical work, often interpreted as the degree of disorder or randomness in the system. Okay, so that so that backs up what you were saying. Kind of what I was uh, saying, yeah, like, yeah. A lack of order, predictability, the gradual decline into disorder. So yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I like the word entropy there, but then again, I'm a science guy, so yeah. Indeed, yeah. In, <laughs> in, the, in the new version, he changes it to breaking the paralysis, uh, and then uh, adds in he took a true giant step above the dangling boy. Oh God! Uh, mm. So then, uh, let's see. Giant Yada-yada. step. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, going back to, I don't, I don't know why I'm talking about basketball so much today, but also, like, there, there's times where it's a step over, like, after you, like, you know, a, a guy gets a layup and, like, the, the other, the defender is, like, on the ground and they literally, like, step over them. Mm. And it's just, like, the biggest, like, act of screw you. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I'm going past you. I, I got. The basket in and now i'm gonna step over your body on the ground exactly yeah. uh, but visually like <laughs> once you said basketball my mind went to that air jordan silhouette where michael jordan has the t- his two legs really far apart and so I, that's yeah. what i was imagining uh, roland looked like as he was just jumping over jake uh so let's see so yeah, basically, you know, broke this up into a few sentences, rightfully, because that whole thing, that whole paragraph of one sentence is, it's a mm. mouthful. Three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines, one sentence. Yeah. Oh, in my version, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven lines for one sentence, yeah, in the yeah. trade paperback. Uh, right, right. So, right. so yeah, then let's see... So, yeah, basically, I mean, we said it both ways. So then in the new version, it says the silhouette was gone. Even the beat of his heart was gone as the trestle settled further, beginning its final slow dance to the depths, tearing loose. His hand finding the rocky lighted lip of damnation. And behind him, in the dreadful silence, the boy spoke from too far beneath him. And I'm going to give this one to you. Go for it. Oh, well, huh. Go then. There are other worlds than these. So, oh my gosh, that line. I, I had to stop there when I read that. Yes. Because I was like... That is the line of this book. <laughs> that is the most quoted line of this book. I was so excited to get here. 
Um, oh, there are other worlds in these. So, okay, here's my thing. I don't okay, think Jake's dead. I don't think right. Jake's dead. I have to believe he's not dead because otherwise, like, it would suck. <laughs> we, we, we had all this characterization. And it was like, I always hate it when any character is killed off in a series because it's like, right. oh, we built up that character to this and now they're gone. And it's like, crap. Yeah. Um, <sighs> there are other worlds than these. So that goes back to everything we've been kind of getting up to of, of like, what is the tower? What's going on? Why are they from different times? Uh, uh, what are they called? The whole, whole travelers? I think that was something uh, oh, yeah, that was the, mentioned the way, way earlier. The, the Manny folk. The Manny, yeah, like page um, one. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're going back to the very beginning, episode one. Yeah. Um, but, so, when he's saying there are other worlds in these, first of all, Jake knows that he's like, I, I can go to these other places. You, you yeah. go, we'll meet up in, in another world. Somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next. Ah, I love that line. I know. So I know. I oh, like, it's such a great line. Uh, I was like, what does that, that mean? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, in another way, like, so far, Jake has died once in a car accident, and then he died this time by falling, you know, on top of this giant girder that not only is... So, basically, physically... This giant thing has fallen behind him as Roland Mm -hmm. has leaped himself forward, a man of much greater mass than Jake with his little jump before. So Roland's actual, like, push-off to jump forward is probably what caused this whole thing to collapse. Whole thing to break and go into disorder or entropy, if you will. Um, Exactly. So then this all is falling. Jake is falling. Jake says, go then, there are other worlds than these. It all falls. And then... So basically, not only is J- so even worse than what Roland imagined earlier, the all of these like this whole rickety metal bridge thing, this is going to fall first. Jake is falling onto the metal that's being hit on yeah. the ground. So uh, it's, it's yeah, it sounds horrible. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah, I, I was trying not to imagine all of that. Oh. Thank you for painting that picture for me, Kevin. Uh, I'm I was sorry. also thinking I had that this. To paint it. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I also thought that uh, this is going to be a cool scene for the show or the movie. Like this is a really culminating moment that mm-hmm. they probably did. Hopefully, because sounds awesome. You know, it's very uh, the, the the minds of Moria uh, again. Exactly. Going back to that, where, where Gandalf yeah. falls. You know, Fly the bridge, fools, yeah. The, the, the bridge at Kazadun. Kazadun. Um, so that, that's what this bridge is reminding me of, as they're like, you, you need to move on. Yeah. Fly, you fools. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Okay. Calm down, Nick. Continue reading. <laughs> We're almost there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it tore away from... It tore away from him, the whole weight of it, and as he pulled himself up and through the light and the breeze and the reality of a new karma... We all shine on. He twisted his head back for a moment in his agony, striving to be Janice, but there was nothing, only plummeting silence, for the boy made no sound. Then he was up, pulling his legs through onto the rocky escarpment that looked toward a grassy plain at the descending foot, toward where the man in black stood spread-legged with arms crossed. Um... Is there a difference there, Kevin? There's a few, yeah. The yeah. In the new version, it says, uh, then the trestle tore away. 
the whole weight of it. And as the gunslinger pulled himself up and through, yada yada. So where is it? So instead of it tore away from him, then the tr- trestle tore away. Uh, so I feel like that's a little bit more grammatically correct. Uh, okay. chain, change to he to the gunslinger. Um, and then also it changes uh, the reality of a new karma. We all shine on to just the reality of a new car. Uh, he twisted mm. his head back. So we've got that word again, ka, which I guess oh. in this point, yeah. Now I get so, it. Okay, so ka yeah. just means karma. It's More or like, less, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then we all so shine not on only karma, that, uh, but destiny John or, song, right? Exactly. So he uh, he both took out the Hey Jude reference and the Instant Karma reference. Oh, he uh, did take out Instant Karma. Darn it. <laughs> Uh, and then at the end of it, he was it, just it says, listening to a lot of Beatles at that point, and it was like, I think so. hey, "Let's throw this in." <laughs> uh, Janus, J A N U S, the the double double faced god uh, with one face pointed in one direction, one face pointed behind him. Oh, okay. I forgot to look that one up, but that makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, I e- think there's Egyptian. Is that Egyptian? Uh, I think it's Roman, actually. Yeah, Roman mythology. The god of okay. doors, gates, and transitions represented the oh. middle ground between both concrete and abstract dualities, such as life and death, beginning, end, youth, adulthood, rural, urban, war, peace, barbarism, civilization. Yeah. Man in black, gunslinger. Exactly. We, I think we've mentioned duality good before. Evil. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good and evil. Totally. Yeah. And in the, let's see, the original, it said the boy, what did you say? The boy made no sound. And then the new version, it says the boy made no cry as he fell. Oh, gosh. Ugh, still processing. I, I hope yeah. Jake comes back in another world. True. And also, then Ugh. he was up pulling his legs uh, onto, through onto the rocky escarpment, as opposed to the new version says, then Roland was up pulling himself onto the rocky escarpment. And it took okay. it, it take yeah it takes out this part where it says at the de- descending foot so I don't know I guess he's saying one foot was like yeah that that didn't make that, sense to me either it, yeah. it means the, the descending foot of the hill like the, oh okay I think that's what he's saying yeah the, like yeah. The, after after he got up to the end of the bridge then it, it declined down just like in the beginning that they had to climb up to the start and of then, the bridge on this side you have to climb down after you get past it. Right. Yeah, um, the new version, it just says that look toward a grassy plain toward where the man in black stood. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, God. So, <laughs> Roland did it. Okay, he we're almost made done. the terrible I, sacrifice. I, I, yeah, keep going. <laughs> he did it. Ugh. Anyway, the gunslinger stood drunkenly, pallid as a ghost, eyes huge and swimming beneath his forehead, shirt smeared with the white dust of his final lunging crawl. It came to him that he would always flee murder. It came to him that there would be further degradations of his of the spirit ahead that might make this one seem infinitesimal. And yet, he would still flee it, down Carters and through cities, from bed to bed. He would flee the boy's face and try to bury it in cunts, or even in further destruction, only to enter one final room and find it looking at him over a candle flame. He had become the boy. The boy had become him. He was a wonder lack, lycanthropus of his own making. And in deep dreams, he would become the boy and speak strange tongues. This is death. Is it? Is it? Okay. There was definitely changes in that last paragraph, right? Definitely and, and changes like, in there. I like the word uh, lycanthropus because that just means a werewolf, right? 
In the new version, I'm sorry to tell you, he just said werewolf. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he made it a little easier on the reader, yeah. <laughs> That's a cool word. <laughs> it is a cool word, yes. Uh, so, uh, let's see. At first, it said it came to him that there would be further degradations of his spirit ahead. Instead of it, it came to him that he would always flee murder. Because, I mean, let's be honest. He's the gunslinger. He's going to do some more murder. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. You, you don't sling guns if you're not going to be... If you're not killing, killing folks, yeah. Yeah. So... There would be further degradations, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he would flee the boy's face and try to bury it in cunts and killing, only to enter one final room. So adding it, so he changed, uh, uh, yada, yada, change it to, or even in further degra- further destruction, changed further destruction just to killing. So he's, yeah. so he's he, he feels bad himself. about this. He feels yeah, bad about exactly. this, and like the boy has become part of him. Um, yeah. Also, Kevin, I just want to mention real quick. Um, sure. I did, because as I was reading this paragraph, I was like, oh, that's a word that I don't normally see and I don't really like, but you know. Don't like to um, say so, it. So, yeah. So I, I did some research on the word cunt um, <laughs> and like where it came from and like kind of its um, history throughout civilization. Obviously, it's a horrible word and you don't True. want to call people that. And how like. Um, but curse in, words in, do in have many, the most fascinating word etymology, though, I got to say. Oh, absolutely. And it's just really interesting. Um, It it basically just means a woman's genitalia, but we've used it over the years because of the patriarchy to make it into this, like, derogatory term. Um, And, you know, because of that, you never call somebody that unless you live in the UK or Australia. And it's like almost a term of endearment. They've, like, taken it back. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So anyway, I don't use that word ever. Neither um, do I. Uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's also where the you know the term cunnilingus comes from. Just like very true. That and the lingus is the tongue. So you know you get it. Yeah. Etymology is interesting, but it's Fun also stuff. terrible how we uh, twist it over time to to mean bad things. You know. I mean, language is always so, changing and morphing. So, for for the good or for the or for bad, it's all kind of in mm-hmm. flux. So, yeah, right. But yes. So anyway, sorry. Anyway, I feel that. like no, no, no. I'm with you. Like I feel like that's kind <laughs> of his state of mind right now. He's like he's not thinking of bar- of you know burying his uh, his self hatred in love. He's just thinking of burying it in like you know dirty sex is what he's thinking of. And like you know he's mm. just trying to think of ways to kind of distract himself. So that's I feel like it requires a more uh, derogatory kind of guttural word. Than bury it in lovemaking. No, he's burying it in just you know what we just said. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, so yes, <laughs> just he wanted did, to address. Sadly, I just want to address the elephant in the room there. <laughs> correct. The so he uh, in the original it does says oh a wordlark uh, lycanthropus of his own making. The new version he just says he had become a werewolf of his own making. That's let's stop trying to use just funny words. Uh, yeah, so yeah. then it says in deep dreams, and then he breaks it up into a new sentence and says in deep dreams he would become the boy and speak the boy strange city tongue uh, mm. as opposed to just speak strange tongues so even more yeah. so than he would speak strange like, what's tongues a movie? he would speak what's a subway yeah, exactly yeah. I'll be talking about <laughs> cartoons and 
Mrs. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever sure. her name was. Uh, Mrs. Oh, what was her name? It's the, 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 the nanny that he had. Yeah, exactly. He called him uh, Colorado or something. Bama. What did he call him? Bama. That was it. I knew it was state. Why did I was say What was Colorado? her name? <laughs> uh, Mrs. Greta Shaw. But yes. So this is death, so. isn't it? Anyway, I so, why did we go back to that? Oh, the city talk. Right, I got you. City talk, exactly. So this is death. So basically walks forward drunkenly to where the man in black waited and man in black's laughing so he cried not an end but the end of a beginning eh you progress gunslinger you progress oh how i admire you the gunslinger drew with blinding speed and fired 12 times the gun the gun flashes dimmed the sun itself and the pounding of the explosion slammed back from the rock-faced escarpments behind them now, now, the man in black said, laughing. Oh, now, 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 we make great magic together, you and I. You kill me no more than you would kill yourself. Oh, God. He's, yeah, I feel like he's, he's got to be creepy to say. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, again, uh, 12 shots. So he, oh, he yeah. emptied both of his six shooters and missed him every time. Hit nothing. Yeah. So, but I feel like. I don't know if he missed him, is the thing. Like, did the man in, does the man in black have some sort of a magic that the gunslinger can't kill him? I wonder if they somehow are so, like, like we were just saying with Genesis, the man in black and the gunslinger, they're the two duality. sides of the same coin. So, yeah. So he's imagining the man in black like he's trying to kill himself. Like, this is the dark side of him that he's chasing. Yeah. And oh my gosh. literally, the man in black said, how I admire you. And I feel like that is what, like, the gunslinger maybe didn't even t- intend to do it. But as soon as he said, how I admire you, I feel like yeah. that is what just brings both guns out blazing. Well, because he's saying, now you're being like me. You're now, like now me. you're being evil. You have you exactly. just gave up this kid. And, oh, I admire that. Yeah. Oh, you progress uh, to the darkness where I am, you know? Exactly. Oh. Uh-huh. So um, he withdrew, walking backwards, facing the gunslinger, agreeing, "Come, come, come!" The gunslinger followed him in broken boots to the place of counseling. Mm. That's so the end gotta, in mine. Okay. So we got a few more changes in there. Uh, just a grammatical change. Gun flashes originally was hyphenated, and he just made it one word. Uh, which I actually, I'm not going to get into it right now, but I had a conversation with one of my friends about how if words are hyphenated, is it still one word or is it a hyphenate? Does, because do hy- does hyphenating, yeah, like a, kyph- yeah, a compound word, exactly. So I feel like a compound word and one word, like it, it is technically two different things. Like it's, it's one word that's combined, so it's not really one word anymore. It's a compound word, but... Yeah. In I any wonder case. if Stephen King talked about hyphenations uh, on writing. I would have to reread it. I don't know. It's been a while. Uh, but <laughs> Quick, also, Kevin, reread that whole book and tell me. <laughs> I mean, you'd have but to yeah, give me no, a I, while. But <laughs> I, I agree that 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 is uh, you know when we when we're talking about the the minutia here, like just taking away a hyphen does change what's going on there. A little bit. So and then in the original, it just says now the man in black said laughing. Oh, now, uh, as opposed to now, now, oh, now, now, now. So it's mm. I kind of like the oh, now, now. It's more of like a patronizing, like, you know, uh, like a mother, like chastising a small child for slapping their leg. Now, now, come on. 
You can't All do right. that. Let's go talk over here. Yeah. Yeah. Mother, may I? Yes, you may. Exactly. So, yes. Wasn't Ooh, that, yeah. what that was the other change. earlier? Yes, exactly. Um, when there, so there, he faced Simon the gunslinger. Says, Mother, may I? Yes. He faced the gunslinger grinning and beckoning. So adds in and beckoning. And then the last change of the section, Mother, may I? Yes, you may. So it makes me think that the man in black was just either he's either aware of everything that the gunslinger sees or he was listening the whole time. Either way, Ooh. like the man in black is well, deliberately twisting the knife and driving it in deeper. Like, oh, remember what Jake said? Here, I'm going to say it again. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man in black. Well, I, 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 okay. So now I'm, I am thinking that the man in black and the gunslinger are, are kind of one. They mm-hmm. a little bit. You know? Yeah. Either they're we'll the find same. Out. We'll find out. Oh. Yeah. The next uh, chapter is called The Gunslinger and the Man in Black. I know. I can't wait to read this one. I know. I think I want to break it up and we just do section one and two for next week. Because there's a a good amount to go through. What's the last line uh, in the original? Last line of the original. um, Let's see. He dreamed. He dreamed. That's... Is the end of two in the thing I'm looking Correct. at? Correct. Yes, he dreamed. Is I'm the end of two. I'm trying not to read. Okay, yeah. so so the universe was void is where I that will stop reading. The, he he yes. dreamed. He, he dreamed is the end. Okay. Exactly. Got it. All right. Cool. cool. All right. Well, until then, um, you can check us out on uh, Facebook, on Spotify, uh, whatever. I think we're on Apple Music. Are we still, still working on Apple out. Music? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm Maybe have by to the time out. by the time this airs, we'll we'll have figured it out. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we will. <laughs> exactly. By the time this airs, I'm sure we'll <laughs> have it up there. Um, but anyway, un- until then. Um, yeah, also, chapterbrothers.com is our website with all the... Chapterbrothers.com. You can contact us if you have any questions. It'll probably take a while for us to get back to you, but we might have a... After we finish the book of uh, going through any questions that people have or any thoughts, if yeah. anybody you oh, know, wants to get, reach out to us. Corrections I, also, because we quite oh. often get things wrong. We're not perfect, and we, we no. don't do... We don't do super amounts of planning. I'm going to be honest with you right here as a peek behind the curtain. We we just we read the sections and we just talk about what we think because that's the, talk the about chaotic that's the chaotic good vibe that we've got going on at Chapter Brothers. <laughs> yep. We're trying our best here. Um, yeah. but yeah, we're just we're, having we're, fun. We definitely should have a correction section and but yes. whatever. Anyway, yes, please tell else? us everything we do wrong. Yes. Because I'm sure it's a lot. Um, But anyway, uh, until next time, Kevin, long days and pleasant nights. And may you have twice the number. I love you, brother. (laughs) I love you, too. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.